the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. favorite beverage of choice as we look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Folks, my favorite beverage of choice the last 24 hours has been water. I have been guzzling it like they are going to outlaw it tomorrow, just over and over again. I woke up this morning with the worst pain in my lower back. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it come from I had it I think it's a slip disc I had this pain about six or seven years ago and it is just awful you just for a few days it's going to hurt you really can't do anything you lie around and hope it gets better but now we're in the middle of this COVID-19 social distancing isolation quarantine stay in place hold in place whatever you want to call it and I've still got to get work done, so it's going to be a long, long week or so, but we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it together. This is bonus show number one, show number 11. Today, we're going to take a look at Super Sunday from the AWA, and this is the earliest show that I've ever covered on this podcast Super Sunday took place on April the 24th, 1983, which was my mom's 31st birthday, by the way. So, happy birthday, mom. She's much older than that now. I'll let you do the math, and I will keep working. Super Sunday took place from the St. Paul Civic Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. There were 20,000 people in attendance, including those watching on closed circuit. We open up on the ring, and Gene Okerlund, who was our ring announcer, the night. He announces Rocky Stone versus Brad Landis. Rod Krongard is on the call. The crowd boos as Stone goes for a rope break. The crowd cheers at Rangan's body slam. Stone with the early advantage. He works headlocks and neck stomps. Rangan's comes back. Brad Rangan's is just one legit dude. Very famous trainer. Rangan's thrown out and Stone keeps preventing him from coming back in. The crowd loves it when he finally does get back in and takes over on Stone. Rangans gets the pin after a gut wrench suplex that I swear Rod Trongard calls a souffle on the replay. Now, you know, he comes from the Gordon Soley school of calling it a souffle instead of a suplex. But Ron Trongard does not say souffle on that replay. He says souffle. That's a lot of A sounds right there in a row. Gene Okerlund then interviews Brad Rangans. He says that the suplex that he used has been his bread and butter for a long time. A chorus of booze immediately goes out. That mean Gene says that other competitors coming to the re- arena and not anything against Rangans. Steve Regal is next versus Buck Zoom Hoff. Now, folks, I thought about it 
when I started this podcast, there are a few less than great individuals in wrestling. We all know that. From Chris Benoit, regardless of what you think of him and his in-ring attributes and accomplishments, which are many, you are still looking at a man who murdered his wife and child and then killed himself, to Jimmy Snuka, who murdered a woman. Buck Zumhoff, to me, is worse than both of those other individuals. Not, I am not making excuses at all for what they did, but I will not even dignify him with anything. I, I won't even mention what he did. Google Buck Zumhoff. He deserves less than anything. But even if he wasn't like this, this dude just rubbed me the wrong way the first time I saw him. And even if he had not done some vile, fallacious things, which he did, by the way, went to prison for them, by the way, he just looks like a piece of human slime. The idiot has his boombox with him because, of course, he's rock and roll Buck Zumhoff. He tries to get the crowd to react, and they respond. You can't hear anything he's saying. Zumhoff is in control to begin. Regal comes back and works the arm of Zumhoff. Back and forth, Zumhoff drop kicks Regal out of the ring. Zumhoff gets the win after a second rope splash. Mean Gene interviews Zumhoff and the certified scum will turn the radio down. He says this makes him the number one contender for the light heavyweight title. Jerry Lawler versus John Tolis is next. This match is happening just because Lawler's appearance with Andy Kaufman on the David Letterman program will be replayed on NBC in the St. Paul area the next night. Tolos attacks early. He works on Lawler's arm. Lawler's fighting back, back and forth. Lawler is contr- in control with a headlock, then more even as they knock each other down. Lawler takes a big bump over the top rope after a Tolis punch. Rod Trongard thought Lawler had been thrown out for the DQ, but the match continues. Lawler pulls the strap down and starts his comeback. A flurry of punches towards Tolos. He hits the second rope fist drop and gets a two count. Lawler misses a corner charge and hurts his shoulder. Tolos misses the second rope knee drop. Lawler gets the pin after a pile drop. We go to our Women's Tag Team Championship match. The Texas Cowgirls, Wendy Richter and Joyce Grable versus Judy Martin and Velvet McIntyre. Richter and McIntyre start. McIntyre gets thrown outside. Back in, Grable argues with the ref. Martin in control against Grable. Back and forth. Richter in. Martin gets an armbar against Richter. McIntyre in. Even pace match. Grable with a stiff shot to McIntyre. Snap mare McIntyre several times by her hair. McIntyre comes back against Richter and tags Martin in. Gets a two count after a clothesline. Richter comes back and she and Grable double team Martin. Martin comes back with a clothesline. McIntyre comes in and cleans house. McIntyre hits a head scissors. Martin and McIntyre do a double pin on the Texas Cowgirls but don't get the three count. A series of missed moves wows the crowd. At the conclusion, the crowd boos, and Rod Trongard says the crowd loves it. 
Vrabel gets the pin after a modified powerbomb on McIntyre. Mean Gene then interviews Richter and Grable. They say that they're the best team and unbeatable. Dizzy Ed Boulder versus Wahoo McDaniel. This is a pre-Brutus Beefcake Ed Leslie here, and he looks like a proto-Hulk Hogan. McDaniel is the favorite here. Handshakes the start, and then it quickly turns into a brawl. Jerry Lawler joins commentary. He goes to the mat as McDaniel works on Boulder's arm, back and forth, as Lawler is very humble on commentary, as opposed to his persona years later in the WWF. Boulder's in control with a slam and a knee drop. McDaniel takes a wild corner bump. McDaniel comes back with a suplex. They trade chops. McDaniel will always win that exchange. I have seen Wahoo McDaniel and Greg Valentine in front of me, about 18 inches in front of me, just chop the hell out of each other. McDaniel will always win a chop fest with anybody else other than Greg Valentine. McDaniel's driving Boulder into each corner post. McDaniel hits the tomahawk chop and gets the pin. Jesse Ventura, Blackjack Lanza, and Ken Patera with Bobby Heenan versus Greg Gagne, Jim Brunzale, and Rick Martel. Weasel Chant goes out towards Heenan to begin with. Patera and Martel to start. Patera stalls. Martel hits a couple of arm drags. Jesse Sucks Chant goes out. Martel tags in Brunzel, who gets an armbar arm. Ventura tagged in. Gagne tagged in, and he gets a two-count on Ventura. Ventura then picks up Gagne and brings him into the heel corner. Lanza in and goes back and forth. Martel in. Faces in control against Lanza. Patera in and he gets control and tags Ventura in. Ventura gets a bear hug on Brunzel. Gagne and Patera then in and Gagne cleans house. Crowd loves it as he gets the sleeper on Patera. Patera battles out and Lanza is in and he just brutalizes Gagne. Ventura in. He runs Gagne into the post. Gagne tries to tag Martel, but the referee doesn't see it, and he won't allow the tag. Patera then puts a bear hug on Gagne, but he fights out. Lanza in. Martel then in, and he's going after Lanza hard. Patera in. Close penitence. Ventura in. Back and forth. Lanza in. Brunzel in, and he gets the figure four on Lanza. All six in now. Heenan slips something to Patera. Patera in and nails Brunzel as he goes back to the figure four. He covers Brunzel for the pin. Rod Trongard thought it was going to be a DQ. The faces argue that the heels cheated. It breaks out again with everyone fighting. Mean Gene interviews the faces. Brunzel and Ganya say that he was hit with something. They show a replay of the action and the pin. AWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Mick Bockwinkle with Bobby Heenan versus Hulk Hogan. Music dubs City as Hogan comes out because I'm sure Eye of the Tiger was the original song. Hogan is wearing a t-shirt that says we want the belt and now or never. We want the belt chant goes out. Wally Carbo and Stanley Blackburn are introduced as AWA officials. Lord James Beers is the referee. The crowd comes alive when Hogan is introduced with Music Dub City again. Hulk chant goes out as Bleers goes over the rules. Bockwinkle stalling to start. They tell the story that Bockwinkle demanded such a high fee, ticket prices had to be raised. Yeah, right, Vern. We know why those ticket prices were raised. And a little bit of extra cheddar on those buns. Bockwinkle selling Hogan's power moves to start. 
more stalling, tactics by Bockwinkle. Then Bockwinkle goes on the offensive. Hogan comes back. Bockwinkle selling hard. Slow, methodical match. Bockwinkle gets some shots on Hogan and takes over. Bockwinkle working a front face lock slash chokehold. Hogan fighting back. He gets a leg up on Bockwinkle on a Bockwinkle corner charge. Hogan in charge. He hits a clothesline and an elbow smash for a two count. A shoulder breaker then gets a two count. Bockwinkle fights back. Hogan is hulking up. A power slam gets two for Hogan. Hogan then misses the leg drop. Bockwinkle working some hard shots on Hogan. Hogan gets a quick two count. Hogan on the offensive as the crowd comes alive. He gets another two count. The crowd boos. Bockwinkle jumps on Hogan's back and puts the sleeper on. Hogan flips Bockwinkle off his back and hits Lord Bleers. Bockwinkle gets back on to the sleeper. Bockwinkle and Bleers get knocked out by Hogan trying to get out of the sleeper. Hogan then flips Bockwinkle out of the ring. He suplexes him back in and hits the leg drop and pins Bockwinkle. The crowd erupts when they think that Hogan is the new champion. Hogan grabs the belt. Hogan is celebrating. Bobby Heenan is arguing with Lord James Bleers. Mean Gene announces that Stanley Blackburn says that Hogan threw Bockwinkle over the top rope and is disqualified. A minor bullshit chant starts and then grows louder. Hogan attacks Bockwinkle and Heenan. Hogan looks pissed and refuses to give up the belt. They send more referees in to get the belt. Mean Gene interviews Hulk Hogan who says that it's the fan's belt, not Mick Bockwinkle's belt. Sheik Adnan Al Casey and Sheik Jerry Blackwell versus Mad Dog Vashon and Vern Gagne. The crowd loves Vern Gagne and Mad Dog Vashon. Gagne and Blackwell go at it. The crowd is all for Gagne and Vashon. Vashon is going crazy. Lord James Bleers joins commentary to explain the decision that took place in the title match. Vashon stomps on Blackwell's hand. Al Casey tagged in. Al Casey hits Vashon with his cast on. They go outside and Ganya comes to Vashon's aid. Vashon gets hit with a mic stand and a chair. Everyone is getting shots in and Vashon is bleeding. Blackwell is in and slings Vashon, but Ganya saves him. Al KC is in and gets Vashon in the abdominal stretch. Ganya keeps saving Vashon. Blackwell and Vashon trade blows and Ganya is tagged in. Ganya attacks Blackwell. Blackwell slams Ganya but can't pin him. Blackwell misses a splash. Ganya gets the sleeper on Blackwell. Al KC goes to hit Ganya with his cast, but Vashon directs it to hit Blackwell. Ganya and Vashon then rip Al KC's cast off. Vashon and Blackwell then fight on the outside. Ganya comes off the ropes and hits Al KC with his foot and pins him. They then dump Blackwell out. Mean Gene then interviews Ganya and Vashon. Ganya says it felt great to be in there. Vashon says he is still man's best friend. Mean Gene then thanks everyone and says good night from St. Paul. Now this thing had a tremendous build up. The crowds were hot for Hulk Hogan to become the new AWA world champion. Vern Gagne not so much. Hogan versus Gagne is the case of he said he said. Hogan says that Gagne wanted a piece of his Japan dates, that he wanted the money, that he his merch sales, all this, that, and the other. It always comes down to cash or creative, as JR always says. And it's true. This was a mixture of both. It was now or never. You heard that crowd. You see that crowd if you watch this. 
they want Hogan to have the belt. And his t-shirt says it all. We want the belt now or never. Well, for the AWA and Hulk Hogan, it turned out to be never. Later on, a few months down the road, Vince McMahon comes calling. Hogan signs the deal, and the rest, they say, is history. The mass exodus begins after this, and over the next couple of years, you've got Hogan, you've got Wendy Richter, you've got Beefcake, you've got Ventura, you've got Ogre and Heenan and Brunzel would all leave and go to the WWF. Vern Gagne did have a couple of good years after this, but the slide is coming, and it's going to hit him long and hard. And we'll continue that next week as we take our special look at the AWA here as we are all going to get through this together, folks. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.